Turn to Matthew, please. Matthew and the 16th chapter. For some weeks now, we've been on a subject we're calling the church. The church. And our title is The Church. It's not just a Sunday thing. Why would I say that? Well, to a whole lot of people, what is church? It's something they go to for a few minutes on Sunday. and So many have such a small conception of what the church is. In Matthew 16 and 13. Jesus came into the coast of Caesarea Philippi. He asked his disciples, he said, Whom do men say that I, the Son of Man, am? This is a big question, isn't it? Whether people spend eternity in heaven or hell is determined by their answer to this question and who they believe he is and what they do with that knowledge. They said, some say you're John the Baptist. Some say you're Elijah. Others say you're Jeremiah or one of the prophets. He said to them, whom say you that I am? You know, you won't make it in life by quoting what your folks believe or what your church believes or what is commonly believed. What's the real question? What do you believe? You got to know for yourself. He said, whom say you that I am? Simon Peter spoke up. He said, you are the Christ, the anointed one, the son of the living God. You agree with this? You believe this? Everybody say it out loud to the Lord. You are the Christ, the anointed one, the son of the living God. Glory to God. Who is he? He's everything. He's the one. The Messiah. Who was to come. The anointed one. Isn't he? Not just an anointed one. The. The anointed one. You know, uh, nobody is the prophet. Except him. Nobody is the shepherd. The teacher, the apostle, the evangelist, nobody. If somebody is one, they are one. An evangelist, a prophet, a teacher, one of, with a limited scope of influence, a limited measure of anointing and grace. But Jesus is the, the apostle. The prophet, the anointed one, the son of the living God. And he's my Lord. How about you? My Lord and my Savior. Now, Jesus went on to say, he said, blessed are you, Simon Barjona. Flesh and blood has not revealed it to you, but my Father which is in heaven. So this is revelation of truth. And I say to you, you are Peter, 
That's one word for rock or stone, a stone that could be moved or carried by men. And upon this rock, another word, rock like a mountain. On this rock, I will build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Jesus said on this rock, what rock? The rock of the Christ. The son of the living God on the rock of him. No, Peter's not the rock the church is built on. Nor his descendants. No, no, no. There are too many other scriptures that talk about the foundation of the church being Jesus. He is the rock. He's what the church is built on. You are part of the building. I'm part of the building. You and I are living stones, the Bible said. Living stones that have been sealed into place in this divine building by the Holy Spirit. And the Lord is working on a building. Isn't he? He's working on this building. And every time you see lost people, you ought to think, more building materials. Right? Because what's going to happen when this thing is finished? When this great building is finished, then it's going to be done. The Lord's going to come back. He's going to fill up this house with His glory. What a future we have. What a future we have. But Jesus said, I will build my church. Is that what He's doing right now? Is it important to Him? Is it a big priority to Him, you think? What's more important to him than building his church in the earth right now? Well, we went into some detail. What is the church? Literally, the words for church are also translated assembly. It has to do with those that are called and those that are called together. Called from wherever you were out from there and Together. Everybody say called out. Called out. Together. together. That's the church. Now this local church this morning is a perfect type of that, an example of that. You came from your house. I came from my house. Some of you came from an hour away, some two hours away, some three hours away. We came from all over the place, north, south, east and west and points in between. And we all came out. Together. We're in here this morning together. We're the church. And the Lord is building us. He's building us up in strength and He's increasing us in number. He's building us inside and He's building us outside. Do you believe it now? And the gates of hell, the authority, the power, the bondage of the devil and all his emissaries cannot hold us out. Can't keep us in. Will not prevail. Can't overpower us and can't hold out against us. I'm telling you, there is nothing that can stop this mighty moving force of the blood-bought church. Right? Of the Lord Jesus Oh, the church is it. It's what God's doing in the earth. 
He's building this church. Well, what about you? What we should you and I be doing? We are to be working with him. Laborers together with him. Working together with him to build his church. Build his church. Say it out loud. I'm a church builder. I'm a church builder. Building, the church. Building the church. Now we know that Faith Life Church here is not the church. We are a part of the church. And really, when you look at, begin to get an idea of the scope of the whole thing, we're a pretty small part. I mean, there's a lot of believers in the earth. And there's a whole lot of believers already in heaven. And any one group or one denomination that you want to talk about, when you look at the scope of the whole thing, it's pretty small. No matter how big they think they are. But God intends for this thing to get a whole lot bigger. A whole lot bigger. I like what Brother Reinhardt Bunke said. He said, uh, hell empty and heaven full. (laughs) Well, the gates of hell are trying to hold people in. Can you see this? Trying to hold people in bondage and in darkness and keep them out of salvation. But the gates of hell shall not prevail. We're believing God. And the church is being built. Jesus said, I will build my church. My church. Hear how he talks about us. My church. And the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Go with me to Ephesians 4, please. Ephesians 4, 1. He said, I therefore the prisoner of the Lord beseech you that you walk worthy of the vocation wherewith you are called. With all lowliness and meekness, with long-suffering, forbearing one another in love, endeavoring to keep the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace. There is one body, one Spirit. Even as you're called in one hope of your calling. One Lord. One faith. One baptism. One God and Father of all who is above all and through all and in you all. Then he talks about how that the Lord gave gifts unto men. And he gave us apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, teachers. For the perfecting of the saints. The work of the ministry. Edifying of the body of Christ. Verse 13. Till we all come in the what? Unity. Unity. Now that's what he started out talking about. Endeavoring to keep the spirit of unity. A unity of the spirit I should say. In the bond of peace. Then he winds up saying again. Till we all come in the unity of the faith. And we spent a number of weeks around here talking about growing up. Out of these passages didn't we? Well now when you grow up. Isn't the church built up? When people are added to the church and born again, the church is built. And when the people that are already in the church are edified and develop and grow up and increase, the church is built. He's building his church. He's building his church. So all of us are to be active, helping get people into the kingdom. And helping build up people that are already in the kingdom. This is our daily business. Because we're here on kingdom business. 
kingdom business. Now, he said that we are to endeavor, verse 3. What does endeavor mean? Hmm? Yeah, NIV. Somebody's got an NIV over there? It says, make every effort. Uh, the NAS says, being diligent. This word effort means you're going to have to do something. What are we putting forth effort for? For why? Being diligent to do what? To keep the unity of the Spirit. Everybody say unity. 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 Now this is the issue. Did you know there are enough of us on the planet right now to take over? Right now. There are enough of us in Branson and Springfield and Harrison. If we all got together and acted as one man, we could close every place of ill repute. We could change every law that didn't favor the church. We could stop bad stuff that's going on. And we could promote good things. It's just a fact. There's enough of us in this country. The U.S. Enough believers. Born again believers. If we all got together. We saw a little inkling of it. The last election or so. Last presidential. People were shocked. That there are that many of us. And probably didn't half of us even go vote. They, other people became alarmed to realize how many of us there are. And that we could actually rise up and do something. I'm telling you, I saw this. I saw that when I, the first day that I believed I had direction to teach on the church, I read the scripture. And as I begin to look at what the church is and what it takes for the church to operate as the church, I saw this. The Lord gave me revelation. I saw it. I don't mean I had an open vision, but I saw it in my spirit. That the devil is terrified of what you and I and all the believers can do together. He's terrified of it. Why? He knows more than most of the church what our potential is. What we could do. What could we do in the earth if we all got together? We could shut him down. I said we could shut him down. We'd turn him off like a faucet. Huh? But now you begin to talk about this and already people begin to think, well, yeah, but Brother Keith, if you think that the Baptist and the Presbyterians and the Catholic and the Pentecostals and the Word of Faith and the Lutherans are ever all going to get together... You just are dreaming. It's a dream God has. And I'm on with him. It's a prayer Jesus prayed. That we would all be one. Even as he and the father are one. And I'm on board with Jesus prayer. I'm on board with the father's faith. Jesus is believing for this to come to pass. I have faith in his faith. 
It will happen. I said it will happen. I want to be on the side helping it to happen, not to people dragging their feet and being the last ones on board. I don't want to be in that bunch. I want to be in the ones on board up front. Somebody say unity. 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 We are to endeavor. We are to be diligent. We are to put forth effort and work to achieve and maintain this unity of the spirit and this unity of faith. That's not unity of every idea and unity of every doctrine. Unity of the spirit. Unity of faith. Somebody say unity. 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 Go to Genesis, please. Genesis. And the 11th chapter. I'm telling you, the devil is scared about what could happen when we get together. And he's got cause to be. Genesis 11, verse 5. The Lord came down to see the city and the tower which the children of men builded. And the Lord said, Behold, the people is one. And they all have one language. They're together. And they're all saying the same thing. And talking the same thing. And this they begin to do. And now what? Nothing Nothing will be restrained from them which they have imagined to do. This is God talking. These are people trying to do something that they didn't clear through him. Oh, can you see the power of unity? Even in a bad thing. Enough people get together, you can get her done. <laughs> Let me read this to you from another translation. The Amplified says, the Lord said, they are one people and they have all one language. This is only the beginning of what they'll do. Now nothing they have imagined they can do will be impossible for them. If they can imagine it, they can do it. If what? What if they can imagine it, they can do it? Based on what? Based on them being together. And talking together. Saying the same things. The NIV The Lord said, if one people speak in the same language, they become to do this. Nothing they plan will be impossible for them. Nothing they plan. This unity. Think about the U.S. We hadn't been around that long. I know it seems like it, but we hadn't been around long compared to other empires and other kingdoms in history. We're young. But think about what has happened in a few years. The accomplishments. Glory to God. The space program. That was an impossible dream. To men and women for century after century after century. We imagined we could do it. And enough of us got together. And it happened. The infrastructure. The road system. The aviation system. I mean the military. The economy, the prosperity. Now, you take any number of our states are about the same size as some countries in other places. 
But the difference is, they are their own individual country. You got many, numerous countries that are the size of Missouri. They got their own sovereign government, their own military, their own economy. They are the nation of Missouri. And they are limited globally as to what they can accomplish. Oh, but when you took the nation of Missouri and joined up with the nation of Arkansas and joined up with the nation of Oklahoma. Oh, come on and joined up with the nation of Texas. Oh, come on. And New Mexico and Arizona and Utah and Montana and We're not called just the states. We're not just called the North American states. What are we called? The United States of America. And what has God allowed us to do together? Oh, together we have become one of the greatest powers in the earth. Financially, militarily, intellectually. Missouri alone would never have done it. Arkansas alone, Texas alone. But together, if just a group of states, a group of countries get together, look what can happen. What if a hundred churches could really get together? What if a thousand churches could really get together? Now, now when, when we start talking about that, do not let the enemy come in and say, oh, that's just dreaming that ain't going to happen. No, it's God's vision. Amen. Hook up with his vision. Yes, it's Jesus' prayer. Amen. He needs us to agree with him yes, and hook up with him in faith. Yes. Somebody said out loud, I believe Jesus' prayer is coming to pass. I believe we shall all be one, even as he and the Father are one. It's coming to pass. I'm believing for it. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Somebody say unity. Unity is such a big key and part of what the church is. If we don't have unity, we don't have church. If we can't agree on anything, then we're not going to keep coming together. I'm talking about right in this local church. We get splintered enough and enough people quit coming and we have enough disagreement between us. How many times have churches started and they flourished for a little while and then what happened? Split. Now this is the devil's plan. Divide and conquer. This is his plan. And the problem is it has just been working, 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 working. Few people can sustain any momentum for any period of time until things start splitting. Nowadays, what? They tell us uh, over half the marriages split and fail. So you got homes that can't even stay together. Why would you think churches could stay together? Because a church as a family operates by exactly the same principles as the home. But friend, God has the ability, if we'll yield to him, 
to keep us together. Amen. But we've got to put forth an effort. Yes, sir. Don't we? Yes, sir. We have to endeavor. We have to put forth an effort. We have to be diligent to keep this thing together. Amen. Keep the unity of the Spirit. Didn't he say it? Endeavor. Yes. Go back to Ephesians. Read it again, please. Go back to Ephesians 4. Read the whole thing. There are any number of churches that have split and failed and are no longer together and no longer you can't even find the church anymore. That if just a couple of people in key positions, if they'd have just made some effort. Are you with me? If they'd have just made some effort to keep the thing together, it'd still be going. But people don't see the value of the unity. And so they're not willing to sacrifice anything. They're not willing to put forth effort. But here in the scripture we're told to. Ephesians 4, are you there? He said, verse 2, with all lowliness and meekness. Somebody say meekness. With long suffering. What is that? Putting up with. Forbearing. That's another word. What does that mean? Same basic idea. Suffering long with. Bearing long with. Is putting up with. Somebody say put up with. Put up with. Uh, These are famous last words of splitting and dying churches. I'm not putting up with that. I am not putting up with that. I don't have to put up with that. I'm not putting up with that. And so they make no effort to keep it together. Husbands and wives. I'm not putting up with this. I'm tired of this. I'm through with this. I am not putting up with this anymore. Hmm? So it's split. Split. And fall. A house divided against itself cannot stand. Church divided against itself. Family divided against itself. Nation divided against itself. Is not going to be able to stand. Is it worth some effort. To keep things together. Yes. I mean think about how much we've got invested in this already. In your marriage. How much have you invested already. In your family. How much have you already invested and put into this thing? Is it not worth putting up with something and making some effort to keep it together? We just going to throw up our hands and say, I ain't putting up with this anymore? When he told us, what did he tell us? Huh? Lowliness. That's different from high headedness meekness humility that's different from pride right long suffering that's different from short fuse long suffering not short suffering long suffering long somebody say long suffering what else forbearing Forbearing one another in love. love. Can you see why he gave us the commandment of love? 
Because it is the only way we're going to keep this thing together. It's the only way we're going to achieve and maintain the unity of the spirit and the unity of the faith is walking in love with each other. No other way. No other way. We quit walking in love with each other, then the enemy is going to start picking us off. Dividing and conquering. Oh, but if people would just be willing to put up with a little longer. Come on now. If they'd be willing to humble themselves and quiet their pride and believe God for another week. Come on now. And take another step and believe. How quickly things can change. Right? How quickly people can change. People can just get up in the morning and act like a different person. Can't they? Just believe God another day. Just smile and go, okay, (laughs) we'll talk about this later. Hmm? No, we're not going to write everybody off and forget it all right now. No, no, no. Long suffering. Forbearing. In love. Doing what? See, not even a period here, is it? Hmm? Not even a period there. Forbearing one another in love, endeavoring, putting forth an effort, being diligent. Why are we doing all this? To keep the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace. Is it important that we live in peace? That we have peace? Is it important that we keep our unity? If we lose our unity, we lose our family. We lose our church. If there is no together, there is no church. Because the church is the called together ones. If there's no together, there's no church. And it's what the world judges us by. They know they can't keep their stuff together. They can't keep their marriages together. They can't keep their relationships together. They can't keep their groups together. And if they see we can't keep ours together, why do they need to come join us? They can fuss and fight just fine where they are. But, 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 Jesus said, by this will all men know that you're my disciple. What? That you love each other as I have loved you. Do you suppose he ever put up with anything out of us? Aren't you glad? He didn't say, I'm not putting up with this anymore. I, I am not put, I, I am done with you. Aren't you glad he's long-suffering? Mercy endures forever. Forbearing. Patient. Kind. Slow to anger. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. God. And it's by his grace and mercy we're still together with him. And we can stay together. And we can increase together. I believe it's the will of God to increase this place mightily. Inside and out. And other churches round about us. And join churches together. Do you believe that? How many want to be a part of this move of God? In the la- I'm telling you, this is the will of God. It's the heart of God. It's the faith of God. Well, what's going to make us any different from all the others that have split and failed? How are we going to maintain unity? And thousands and thousands before us did not. Won't be because we're smarter. 
or prettier or whatever. It'll be because we acted on the word that he gave us to keep us together. Now we gave you some things last week we looked at. The church operates exactly like a family, doesn't it? God gave us things to keep the family together, didn't he? In Colossians, go there, look, you just a couple of pages from it. Go to Colossians again and look at uh, Colossians 3.18. What keeps the family together? People say, well, the family that prays together stays together. Well, prayer's good, but no, I'm sorry, that's not enough. There's been a lot of folk that prayed together that didn't make it. Hmm? Don't just quote stuff that you've heard other people say. What does the Bible say? We saw three things last week that he told families to do. Well, the church is the same way, it is a family. What did Colossians 3.18 say? Huh? Wives, submit yourselves to your own husbands as it is fit in the Lord. 19 what? Husbands, love your wives. Now, actually, that's mentioned first in Ephesians. And I like it that way because the Lord first loved us. Didn't he? Love is first. Submission Next, and 20, what children? Obey Obey your parents. He went on to say, fathers, provoke not your children. Now that'd come back to love, wouldn't it? Come, why wouldn't you do that? Love. Love. Somebody say, love. Love. Submission. Submission. Obedience. Obedience. That helps keep a family together. It's not politically correct, is it? But the politics of the land have no answer how to stop this divorce epidemic. Now, do they? They can't tell you how to keep a family together. They'll tell you when it's over, it's over. Might as well get out. Hmm? Nothing you can do. People fall in love, they fall out of love. You can't help who you fall in love with, and you can't help when you fall out of love with somebody. It's just one of those great mysteries. And people take that same thing into churches where you feel wonderful about going to church, and then also at once you don't feel wonderful anymore, so we better change. And so you've got these chronic church hoppers, and they're doing the same thing people are doing with marriages. As soon as the honeymoon's over... As soon as the new wears off, they want to change. Well, how many wives are you going through? How many husbands are you going to go through? How many churches are you going to go through? Hmm? When does it stop? No, you've got to be the kind of person that when the new wears off, doesn't mean you leave. When it gets uncomfortable... To you, that's not an indicator to jump and run and to change. You need to come back and say, no, no, I've invested into this relationship. And as long as I can do something about it, I'm going to do something about it. I'm going to suffer long. I'm going to forbear. I'm going to walk in love. I'm going to endeavor to keep this unity. I'm going to endeavor to keep this thing together. 
We've only been here in this church for less than five years, right? But I don't want to lose what we've invested in this. Do you? I'm willing to work to keep it together. I'm willing to sacrifice. I'm willing to put up with some things. To have some patience. To stay with it. Are you? We've had a few people that were not. (laughs) They've left. Bless their hearts. They thought they knew what we were doing, but they didn't know. We had a plan. If they'd have just stayed with us. We had, God was already showing us what to do to get it straight and to get it worked. But no, they jumped. They ran. Mm-hmm. Well, how can you help them and they've gone? No, we're not the only thing going. We know that. But if the Lord joins you to a place, you should stay where he joins you. Amen. Shouldn't you? Yes. It's not going to be the same anywhere else than where he joins you. Right. You can try to make it, but it's not going to be. Right. Stay with his will. Stay with his plan. Don't change just to be changing. Stay hooked. Persevere. Stick it out. See the thing through. Endeavor. Be diligent. Make the effort to keep the unity of the Spirit. What kind of effort is going to take? Well, leaders, husbands, pastors, heads of businesses, heads of ministries, you must love Are you with me on this now? It's not a feeling. Does it take effort to walk in love with people that don't act right and people that wear on your patience? Does it take an effort to love people that don't make you feel lovely? Yes, you got to be strong. You got to be like the master. Don't you? He loves us in spite of our ignorant things. Put yourself in the Lord's shoes or try to for a moment. What about all the junk that's going on in the world? All the junk that's going on in his church. Reckon he ever gets weary of that? But he doesn't quit on us. He just keeps loving us and believing in us. Loving us and believing in us. Loving us and believing in us. Love. What's the other one? That's the unpopular word. This is one of the big reasons why churches keep splitting. Isn't it? Because people have no concept of this. And they think they don't like it. They think they don't believe in it. Let me read to you a few scriptures on this. Have you got time? Don't turn here, but just listen to these. James 4, 7. James 4, 7 says, Submit yourselves, therefore, to God. Do what? Who's the understood subject? You. You submit yourself. Hebrews 13, 17. Hebrews 13:17 It says, "Obey them that have there's that other word. Politically incorrect, but Bible correct. Obey them that have the rule over you and what? Submit, Submit yourselves. These are people that have the rule over you in the things of God. You submit yourself. Now that's the language that's used with husbands and wives, isn't it? Ephesians 5, Colossians, we just got through reading it. Wives, submit yourself. Who? Submit who? You submit yourself. 1 Peter 5, 5. 1 Peter 5, 5. 
Likewise, you younger, do what? Is this in the Bible? Submission, is it in the Bible? What is submission? Submission is to rank or arrange under. Under is the key word. Under. And then the word also means to yield. But now here's the part people have missed. And this is the thing that has split families and split churches. Leaders that are going to make you do it. And followers who say, nobody going to make me do it. Did you hear this? This is what the enemy uses to perpetuate strife until it develops to division. Leaders who are going to make you do it. That's not love. I said, that's not love. And then people that should be submitting saying, you can't make me do it. Nobody can make me do it. Rebellion. Insubordination. Refusal to submit. It's taken supernatural help to confuse these issues. Because the Bible said it so very plainly. Who is to submit who? Huh? Who is to submit who? Who's going to make you submit to God? God's going to make you submit to Him. No, He is not. Who is to submit you to God? You submit yourself to Him. Oh, can you see this? You bring yourself to God. And you say, God, I'm acknowledging that you are my God and my creator over me. And I'm taking the place under you. You are my head, you are my God, you are my Lord, you give me my breath, and I'm yielding my will to your will. Nobody's making me do it, I'm submitting myself. Oh, come on, can you see this? Can you see this? It works the same way with those that have the rule over you. It's not my job as your pastor, as your shepherd, under shepherd from the Lord, to make you do anything. And I learned some time ago not to try. Amen. I can't make you come to church. I'm not supposed to try to make you come. I can't make you give. I'm not supposed to try to make you give. I can't make you pray. I can't make you read your chapter. I can't make you serve on a team. I can't make you serve God and commit to God. I can't do that. I am not to try to make you do anything. I am to lead you in love. I'm to set an example. I'm to teach and expound how to do it. And I'm to call and say, come on. Come on, let's do this. And I'm to love lead. Lead in love. But then what's next? If you are to be a part of this, what's your part then? You are to willingly submit yourself to the leadership. Nobody making you, nobody pushing you, nobody pressing you. You are to come and say, here I am, I'm available. And I'll do it the way you say. The husband is not to try to make his wife submit. He is not supposed to bring that verse and thump the Bible and say, Woman, submit. 
The Bible says you're supposed to submit to me. And by golly, you're going to do it. And going to make you do it. Going to pressure you. Going to push you. Going to make you. No, 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 no. Men, God wasn't even talking to you when he said that. He said, wives, that's not you. Wives, what? Let your husband make you submit. No. No. Let your husbands make you do it. No. 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 What? You submit. It's an act of your will. You voluntarily. You will. It takes faith to do this. Oh, can you see that? It takes faith to do this with God. It takes faith to do it with your leaders. It takes faith to do it with your husband. It takes faith to do it with your elders. It takes faith. Can you see this? Can you see this? But can you also see what if all of us are loving and submitting and obeying? Are we going to better easily be able to stay together? Oh, Oh, can you see this? When people are not rebelling, when they're submitting themselves, when they're following, when they're leading in love, it's going to close the door to the rebellion, close the door to the dissension, to the division, to the problems. Oh, can you see this? Lord, help us to get this in our spirit. Help us to see it clear. Help us to get it strong. Established in it. Don't discount this subject of submission. Don't think it's something you don't like. Don't think it's something that's negative that takes something from you. It's not just a husband and wife deal. It's a you and God deal. It's a you and leadership deal of every kind. It's a you and elder deal. It, It covers all these areas. But God gave it to us. Along with love and faith to keep us together. To keep us together. It keeps families together. It keeps churches together. It keeps the church together. He's the head of the church. And all of us take our place under him. And yield our will to him. And are willing to obey him. Right? Whether we think so or not. Whether we see it or not, whether we feel like it or not, and if we'll do it, it'll keep us together. It'll keep us together, and we'll grow, and we'll increase, and the devil's worst fears will come on him. (laughs) I said the devil's worst fears will come on him. The body of Christ, the church of the living God, will rise up like one man. Oh, hallelujah. And when we're all become as one. How many remember in the book of Acts when they were in one place and in one mind and one accord? Man, the Spirit of God fell. The anointing came. The house shook. Miracles happened. Signs. Wonders. It hasn't changed. It hasn't changed. Glory to God. And when all the people get together and are united as one and they're all saying the same thing, nothing they've imagined, nothing God puts in the vision of them will be impossible for them to do. Can you say amen? Stand up on your feet, please. Glory to God. Glory to God. Hallelujah. 
Oh, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. This ministry has been brought to you today free of charge by the partners of More Life Ministries and Faith Life Church. If you would like to help send this word to others at no charge, you can become a word sender today. For more information, visit our website at morelife.org.